1: friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine pop culture podcast starring me. Oh, thanks. Dags. Today, we have a powerful episode, and somewhere on the East Coast, the lord of Long Island, the amazing Adrian from Adrian Has Issues podcast. Welcome, Adrian.
0: Hey, man. Thanks for having me. This is always a pleasure to chat with you.
1: Now, how many times have you been in the barn, virtually?
0: Okay, virtually, it's been about twice, three times, and I know you've been on my show twice, and I know we definitely have to rectify that and make it more, not to go on the whole thing, but obviously, we go way back. I mean, shoot, I think you and I knew each other from like the old podcast. So, I mean,
1: yeah, when when did your show start?:
0: The original show. The original show, Aging and Atlas Have Issues, that was, oh, God, that'll be summer of 2013. I believe it was July because one of our very first episodes, the first handful of episodes, we were reviewing The Wolverine because that just come out in theaters. But this show started 2015.
1: That's amazing because the powerful Amish Baby Machine pop culture podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created, the Twitter and everything was launched July of 2013. That's wild. It doesn't even feel yeah, like it it's been
0: that long. No, like it's, oh, it's powerful. Well, man, so you've pretty much been around as long as we have. And just the fact that we've been able to still connect and get together and, you know, because that, I guess it feels rare because you know how things are. It's like it's hard to kind of keep up with everybody. But the fact that we're able still to get together, geek out again, that's really awesome. And thank you so much for having me.
1: Powerful. Thank you. And guys, if you're new to this podcast, what it is, it's just dudes talking, pop culture. And uh, I think <laughs> I think last week, uh, DJ Mike Arez wanted uh, ladies on here, too. But I use that dudes means everyone. Everyone's a dude.
0: <laughs> so you're like Kel from, uh, what was it, the Good Burger? Where he had, yeah. that, he had that song, it's like, you know, we're all dudes, whatever.
1: Yeah, I'll just put it out there. If you are a chick, you are welcome. Trust me. <laughs> Now we're going to get in, today's episode is going to be powerful. It's going to be all comic books. I just want to get into the Marvel comics, DC collecting. I just want to talk comics. Is that all right? Adrian,
0: that is more than alright. Matter of fact, I should probably talk less about comics, but <laughs> I feel I might be i might be losing, <laughs> might be losing my marbles because that's pretty much always in my head. So, like I said, when you're like, "Oh, you want to talk comics?" That's like you might as well have asked me, "Do you want to like breathe air?" Because it's pretty yes. much the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you want to drink and eat chocolate? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's do it. I want to know how did you get into comic books? Um, What's your origin story?
0: See, I've been trying to figure this out for years because I don't think he listens to the podcast, but if he hears this, sorry, but I'm going to blame my dad because he grew up, he was a big comic book reader, and he was into like a lot of stuff like Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four. He was definitely into like the more cerebral stuff. And at least my earliest memory of a comic was it was a reprint of, I believe it was Amazing Spider-Man. Was that the second issue, I believe, when he meets the Fantastic Four? I think that was one of the first that I remember reading or him handing me. And since then, like I've just been absolutely in love with comics. Um especially like I said, my I grew up Marvel, um, which is funny because years later he's like, I'm blowing all my money in comics, stop reading them, but it's like, but you introduced me to this, so you kind of created this monster.
1: <laughs> yes. So let's uh let's go a cliche right away. What who's on your amount? rushmore of comic book characters
0: oh god okay so if we're going by like let's see oh that's a good question um do you have commercial breaks you might want to cut to that let me stop um
1: yes i like to put people (laughs) on the spot so because i I feel it's fresher you know when you give people the questions you know they can time to think and make it sound cool or what what people want to hear right i just kind of like organic stuff and you know who cares Exactly. Just pick someone. <laughs> exactly. But no, but well, it's who like, are your Who are your, like, top... And I know it's like picking your favorite kid or whatever, but what? Are, who are some, like... Let me ask you this. How many... The main... The issues you have, what do you have the most of? That'd probably be a good way to pick.
0: All right. So, I gotta go Wolverine, because that was one of my favorites as a kid. Absolutely, hands down. One of my favorite superheroes. After that... Hmm. I gotta go Black Panther, of course. That was another one that I read a lot of. Now... Let me ask
1: you this about Black Panther. Okay. Now, be honest. Were you into him before the movie, or did the movie get you back into him?
0: Now, okay, I didn't read a lot of, like, his book when I was a kid. The plus side was there was a lot of crossovers because, like, especially in the 90s, comics just kind of. They were wonderful, but they made no sense. So like my actually one of my first Black Panther comics was a Spider-Man annual where it's like he teamed up with like Spider-Man. I think War Machine might have been there. Oh, wow. Um, But like, yeah, this was like early 90s. But yeah, I read a little bit of uh, Black Panther as a kid. And I remember like speaking of my dad, you know, we'd always talk about like, you know, if they ever did make a movie, who would be in it? We always talked about if they would do a movie, but that it'll never happen. But even if you did watch, like, even if you did become a Black Panther fan from the movie, I am not going to be even remotely upset about that because that's one of those characters that is very integral to Marvel Comics. But yeah, I never in a million years thought they were even going to make a movie about it. But so, yeah, Black Panther is on that list. Um, I got to go more X-Men because that's always my favorite. So I'm going to put Cannonball from the New Mutants on that Mount Rushmore. Wow.
1: Wow, cannonball.
0: And this one is probably gonna I, I'm gonna probably lose so many of your listeners. But uh Havoc, uh Cyclops brother is also on that list. What?
1: Oh my god, Alex Summers? Yes.
0: Of course Alex Summers. See, people sleep on oh my Havoc.
1: God. No, I love Havoc. Thank you. Thank you.
0: X Factor in Numi Uh. And, 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 and are tell my me favorite. his
1: costume tell me his costume's not sweet either.
0: He always had like the best costumes and people really yes. did not respect alex summers i honestly thought he was the better of the summers brothers
1: yeah i mean if the summers brothers so like <laughs> this weekend on saturday the smothers brothers, right, and just brothers Cyclops yeah. and havoc wearing
0: yeah. the, the cardigan sweaters with the acoustic guitar
1: yes <laughs> no i love havoc seriously see if i was into cosplay i would do well first i would do caillou because you know that's true but <laughs> no, no. No, I seriously, havoc rocks.
0: Wait, oh no, I feel bad. I almost would like. Can we add a fourth head and add bishop? But that's okay. I already yeah. made my choice.
1: Here's the thing. I don't want to do edi- no editing on this, so it's just going to be a free flow.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> like, okay, so on my Mount Rushmore, I have apparently have the ability to add a fourth, a fifth head to Mount Rushmore, and it's going to be bishop.
1: Yes. That's awesome.
0: So I learned Let me ask you books. this. Oh, sorry.
1: You don't have any ladies. Why is that?
0: Oh, see? Now, now you put me on the see, spot.
1: Do we, do we have to cancel you? <laughs> no, you definitely do not. Because that's the problem. Like, when it comes
0: to like the X-Men, because like, I forgot Storm, I forgot Bishop, no, no, I forgot no, no, like no. Jubilee, just... and it's just kind of like, no. all right, can we have like multiple no, see, Rushmores?
1: But no, but see, that's the thing. This is real. This is what you're picking. Because, you know, if you get the questions, then you're going you're to kind of guess what the audience wants to hear, what the host wants, you know. What oh, I mean? no, that's
0: just me because every time I pick a this choice, I know I could always find another one. Yeah. And that's my problem. Well, that's like, like you said, it's like picking your favorite kid. You can't
1: just. Yeah. Or it's like me. I'll never get 100% on a test because I always second guess the question. You, mm-hmm. know? you just literally got to go with your first guess. So those ones you pick, those are real, honest, powerful. Thank you for Havoc, though. That's awesome now i'm trying to think who would i put on i like colossus colossus is another great choice but i'm gonna cyclops i like cyclops because everyone gives him shit you know he's dude he's awesome i don't know when did that start let me ask you this when did he stop getting respect
0: i think he stopped getting respect shortly around the phoenix saga and i hate to say it but i feel like after gene gray died cyclops was never the same after that
1: yeah maybe you're right well, the movie sure didn't give him respect.
0: No, I mean, the dude died after, like, what, three movies, and he didn't even get, like, an on-camera death.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. So what do we have? One more head left. <laughs> I will put Thing from Fantastic Four.
0: That's another great choice.
1: Yeah. You know what's weird? We'll get into collecting comic books. Collecting, my problem was I always collected ones that no one wanted were are not worth anything.
0: Yep, that was my thing. Like, like
1: Marvel 2-in-1. I mean, it's awesome. They're great. It's the th- it's a thing, and he teams up with different dudes or dudettes, whatever you want. Marvel team up, love that too. So, you know, just getting into collecting, you, you know, now you want to get into it? You want to get into collecting right now? Sure. All right. So when did it shift over from, it used to be fair, good, very good, mint, near mint. When did that change over to the numerical system off the top of your head? Do you know?
0: Honestly, that's a good question. I don't remember because as far as my knowledge, I always remember it being a numerical system with like the whole CGC grading.
1: Yeah. So it used to be like coins, everything switched to numerical. Coins used to be, you know, you'd have something circulated, uncirculated, mint condition, near mint. And then it went to the numerical system. I don't know that when that happened. Tell us, fans, Flock of Amish. But it switched over. So it's, So they, they talk about key issues. Now, when you collect, do you go for the key issues? Or how, how does your brain work? Or do you like to do the whole run of the, of the issues or what?
0: I, tr- I personally try to go whole run. Because I tried doing the key issue thing. But then I realized that like the comic book stores I used to go to when I grew up, I feel like a lot of what was happening was they were selling like, you know, again, key issues, like let's say first appearance of Gambit or, you know, first appearance of this character. And they were selling them for like a lot of money, not realizing they weren't even first editions. So once I kind of realized there was a little bit of a a rook there, I just went for full runs because I felt like I am a completionist like that. Because if I can't collect an entire series, I want to collect at least most of like a major arc. So to me, that's where I went.
1: Are you one of these guys that buys two copies, reads one and keeps one?
0: Not at all. I I usually like I buy one and I try my best not to mess them up. And again, sorry, mom and dad. I had that horrible habit of getting a comic, being told to take care of it. Not even just from a, oh, it's gonna be worth anything. they they were just expensive and you know, it's not like my parents were rich or anything. So obviously it's like, all right, if we're gonna buy this, take care of it. And needless to say, not all my books uh would end up in the the best condition. So now I think I try my best to at least try to keep them decent, you know, bagged and boarded and make sure they're in a long box. But yeah, like I was less about the, Oh, this is a prized possession and just more of a, like, I just enjoy this, but I want to collect this. So that way I can always read it and go back to it. Because like you said, like I, I couldn't, I I couldn't afford like those like key issues. Like I'm still one of these days trying to get a Hulk 181. Cause it's not, Oh my God. (laughs) I was this close to getting when it turns out the store I used to go to uh, It had been sold uh, not so long before I was going to make an offer on it. And I'm like, you know what? That's OK. It went to a good home, I hope.
1: What condition was it?
0: Oh, God. So CGC, it was at least a 9.0. It was good.
1: Oh, my goodness. So how much money were we talking?
0: Oh, that they didn't say. Which, have you heard about that story about, like, someone finding, like, uh, I don't know. This was a couple of years back, but someone finding, like like, an action comics like, in the wall of, like, a house, the while they were renovating, something like that, and it was, like, in...
1: Whoa, tell us.
0: God, I can't remember how long ago this was. I know you probably have, like, show notes. You can probably Google this, but a couple of years back, like, this, they were either remodeling this house or something like that, and they found, like, I think it was, like, the first appearance of Superman, like, sealed, like, in the wall, and I was just, like, I don't know why that was, and now I'm kind of, like, okay, was I put there? Like, for someone to come back to because i don't think whoever left it there knew that or remembered that it's there but supposedly that's a true story and that's like meanwhile i'm over here knocking down every wall of every home i'm in to see if i can find the first appearance of superman
1: i was gonna ask are you are you punching holes in your apartment right now as we all the time (laughs)
0: like there's gotta be at least the first appearance of the flash something in here (laughs) like
1: (laughs) yeah doing your iron fist impersonation Oh um, man! Give me like a first
0: appearance, of like Plastic Man, even
1: something like. What's the deal with Plastic Man?
0: I don't know, but <laughs> that's a that's a character that I strangely love because he's just so nonsensical.
1: What's his origin? He was like a bank robber, right? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I believe he was like a he was actually like a, a crook or a bad guy at first, but then basically started using his powers for good. Question mark. Wow. I don't know about the Unitar though. Like, I feel like that's probably after the fact, because I don't think he started with that first, then got stretching powers.
1: So, should I look it up? Should I get his origin here? Absolutely. Plastic man. Plastic man.
0: Please tell me that's a theme song. That needs to now be the official theme song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like how it says he's a fictional superhero.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're we're all aware of that.
1: (laughs) He was a crook. Very good. Named Patrick Eel O'Brien. Orphaned at age ten, forced to live on the streets, he fell into the life of crime. As an adult, he became part of a burglary ring, specializing as a safe cracker. He was shot in the shoulder. He says during a late night heist at Crawford Chemical Works, he and his three fellow gang members were surprised by night watchmen during the gang's escape. Eel was shot in the shoulder and doused with a large drum of unidentified chemical liquid. Oh my God! He escaped to the street only to discover. That that his gang has driven off without him. What a bunch of assholes. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Honor among thieves, right? Fleeing on foot and suffering increasing disorientation from the gunshot wound, the exposure to the chemical eel, eventually passed, so a monk found him. (laughs) He's found by a monk. Have you ever been found by a monk?
0: Like, oh, okay, when you said monk, I immediately thought of, like, Adrian Monk. It's like, no, I've never been found by Tony Shalhoub.
1: That'd be a cool name for an a indie uh, folk man found, founded by a monk.
0: But I love how he had to meet, like, a spiritual leader in order to turn his life around. I'm like, I'm pretty sure getting doused in chemicals being left by your friends and getting shot would be enough to be like, you know what? Maybe this life of crime isn't for me.
1: Okay, so I'm fast forwarding. He discovers a chemical entered his bloodstream, caused a radical physical change to his body. He now has the properties of rubber allowing him to stretch, bounce, and mold himself into any shape. So he immediately determined to use his new abilities on the side of law and order, donning a red, black and yellow, later red and yellow, rubber costume and capturing criminals as plastic man. He concealed his true identity with a pair of white goggles by remolding his face. <laughs> oh my goodness. So if
0: you're remolding your face, why do you need the goggles in? Yeah
1: exactly. Maybe he could have his eyes pop out like large marge from uh
0: oh, from PV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Tim Burton should do the story of Plastic Man.
0: I'd watch that movie. I mean, if Ant-Man, and don't get me wrong, I always liked Ant-Man as a character, but if that can become like a blockbuster franchise, you know what? There's no excuse why they can't do a Plastic Man series.
1: Now, let me ask you this. Plastic Man versus Reed Richards. Who wins? Reed
0: Richards, hands down. Why is that? Because I feel like, okay, okay. Plastic Man, to me now, I mean, this is just my understanding. Of course, Plastic Man fans can, you know, rage at me about it, but
1: I feel <laughs> Plastic Man fans. Oh, I'm like sure they're this, out there. Like, like there's this subset of fandom on Reddit. Oh, they, you they have, <laughs> right. It's like he was wrong,
0: and I need to go to oursbabymachine.com and go on Twitter and like, you know, flood his messages about how wrong Adrian
1: was. The O'Brieners. <laughs>
0: Uh, Because, like, I don't know, Reed Richards, I mean, being a scientist and also just being a person of strategy, because at least Plastic Man's always been portrayed as wanting to do the right thing, but kind of bumbling about it. And maybe that's, like, my, you know, very base knowledge of him, but I think Reed Richards would probably win that fight.
1: Yeah, but I'm going to tell you this. You can't learn toughness. Now, Plastic Man has been on the street since he's 10 years old.
0: That is a very valid point.
1: I mean, think about it, just having the shit beat out of him, having to steal food and money, panhandle, petty crime. And then he gets trained by a monk on top of it.
0: It seems to be happening a lot in D.C.
1: Yes, powerful monk, and then he's got super chemicals running through his bloodstream. That's a very good point. I'm giving it to Plastic Man. Yeah, I just noticed
0: that happens a lot in D.C. It seems like a a lot of the heroes were, like, career criminals that kind of, like, Turn their life around because wasn't that like the story of at least what? Well, I know that was oh god, what was the second Robin's name? Not Tim Drake, that was the third. Red Hood. What is wow, I completely blanked on his name. This is the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> Jason Todd, that's it. Okay. Because wasn't that the same thing? Like he got found boosting the Batmobile. <laughs> it's like trying to strip the tires and Batman found him and he's like, all right, you're my sidekick now.
1: Okay, now that we're into DC, let's talk DC. Who's your uh DC, Rushmore.
0: All right, let's see. See, like I, I and I know. Like, give me, I gotta go, Batman. Like I gotta go, Batman. Like it's just well, he's definitely on that list. Uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern. Um, shoot, what is the Constantine? Oh, I always like Constantine. And John. Oh heck yeah! And what is the other one? Um, this is gonna kill me. Huntress.
1: How about bad guys? Who do you like? the dc universe
0: uh let's see i've always been a big 2 Face fan definitely black mask like you know i have kind come of to realize i like the super villains who are just regular people but all their evil is just like basically their influence would it be like the mobsters or like the lex luther's where it's like i don't necessarily need superpowers but unfortunately like we have the true villainy which is we can actually like change like laws or like policies and screw up the town like when kingpin became like the mayor in the marvel comics like see that's villainy right there
1: true that's epic i always like solomon grundy Solomon is pretty was badass cool. has he ever been in a movie
0: no but they probably should like there'd be there's a way to do it, but it would have to be... I think they could probably do it, because weren't they going to do some sort of, like, Justice League movie where it was, like, about, like, the supernatural characters, where it was, like, Satana and, like, Constantine and, like...
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Make it, like, a horror movie. Maybe some occulty horror.
0: I could have swore that was a thing. Or maybe they made it an animated movie. It was, like, Justice League Dark, I think it was the name of it.
1: Yeah, they did a lot of that dark stuff. They got... So what is your, let's get into a, the movies, the MCU and DC movies. What is your feeling on the dark? Or do you like the more traditional righteous superheroes versus 100% evil villains?
0: It depends on a movie. Like, I don't feel that every movie should be overly, like, great. But I feel like making movies dark for the sake of them being dark. And I know I always get a lot of crap for this, but like Superman. Like, you know, I don't know I, I grew up on Christopher Reeve, so I don't mind my Superman being at least a little cheesy, you know, kind of like the guy next door. I didn't need my Superman to be tortured, you know, like I didn't need him to be like super conflicted. That's what he got Batman for. But um, yeah, there's like some really cool stuff's been happening. I'm not going to lie. I did not think I would enjoy the Aquaman movie, and it turns out pretty good.
1: Now, let me ask you this Do you think it would have worked if they kept him blonde haired, blue eyed?
0: No, I mean, I only say that because my favorite Aquaman was always the one where he was missing the hand and he's kind of got like the long hair and the beard where he's just okay. And I know that goes back against what I just said, but like, I think with Aquaman, him being a little bit more rugged looking, I think that just worked because I think the, like the super friends Aquaman, I mean, he was cool, but unless it's the brave and the bold one from the cartoon, I think that's the only like cheesy Aquaman I could appreciate because him, he's just like, He's not, like, a jerk, but he's just so, like, into, like, adventure and, like, fighting crime to the point where, like, he'll literally, like, just dive into anything. Like, that one time where it was, like, was, it was somebody's family. They were going on a family vacation, but he kept leaving to go, like, help another superhero fight just because he was just bored. <laughs> like, that's the Aquaman movie I would watch.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you this. When you say cheesy, why do you feel that would be cheesy?
0: Because... I I know with now like we're tr- we're still doing that thing where we're wanting comic book movies and superhero movies to be taken seriously, and I think sometimes like they get sometimes a little overly dramatic in order for you to take taken seriously. But because you think about like if you were to do like a Super Friends movie or if you were to do like a uh, the Spider Man and his amazing friends movie, like it's. It's definitely from, like, a different era. I mean, maybe it actually could work. Maybe I'm just being a little cynical in that respect. But maybe doing a a goofy one wouldn't be so bad.
1: So let me ask you this about uh, Steve Rogers as Captain America. Do you think he's cheesy or not? I used to.
0: I used to think that, much like Superman as a kid, you know, oh, he's the Boy Scout. Because I was, like I said, I I read a lot of X-Men. I read a lot of Wolverine, you know where here's this guy he was like trained by the government and he was experimented on or whatever whereas Captain America at least on paper he always looked like he was just the guy that would just smile and wave and you know help your grandma across the street until you know actually sat down and like read Captain America comics realizing he's got a great moral code but he's not like cheesy he's not you know stupid by any means same as Superman it's just you know I had this idea in my head and it took me a long time to break that, I'll admit.
1: What if you had Aquaman, but you had an offset with darker characters?
0: I think that could work. Get a good enough director, that could work.
1: Or have it just 100% more of a family film. What do you think of that? I think that'll like work. Maybe, may, like maybe he would be an environmentalist, you know, without, I'm not trying to be woke or anything, but he's, you know, he's saving the whales or whatever, more of a family type film.
0: I honestly think that could work because I think it's less about the premise and just the execution. Anything can be done with a good writer. Like I said, Ant-Man was far from a marquee superhero. And yet, you know, off the strength of, you know, Paul Rudd and the MCU and the supporting cast, like, people, now there's a world where there's going to be a third Ant-Man movie and it's a pretty big deal. So with the right care and the right people behind it, Any comic movie, whether it's super dark or super family-friendly or anything in between, it it can be done. It's just a matter of, like, you know, as long as they get people who actually, I think, have an understanding of what the characters are.
1: I agree. Did you ever hear about The Man from Atlantis?
0: That sounds vaguely familiar. I do think I remember that.
1: Yeah, it was a late 70s Patrick Duffy TV show. Check it out. Man from Atlantis is really cool. The way he swam, he swam like a porpoise. <laughs> it was pretty cool. You remember what other films he did, right? Other TV shows. Patrick Duffy.
0: Oh gosh, was it not Dallas or Dallas? was it, it? was Dallas. Okay. Oh, I almost wanted yep, to say Dynasty. Yep. Um, obviously my generation, I remember him from Step by Step, but that's much later. Yeah, I was
1: gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say Step by Step. Yep. Uh, but yeah, check it out on YouTube. Probably Man from Atlantis.
0: I'll have to check it out. Nice.
1: While we're on the topic of uh, powerful aquatic superheroes, what do you know about Prince Namor, or Submariner? What's the latest movie-wise? Do you know?
0: Um, shoot. There was a rumor, to uh, not today, but a couple of days ago that they had supposedly cast him for the second Black Panther film, because uh, I know that Namor and uh, Atlantis and the Marvel Comics and Wakanda are constantly at war with each other. So I was actually really excited about that. I'm trying to see if I can get the name really quickly without wasting too much of your time.
1: So what did you find out?
0: Okay, so an actor by the name of Tanakh Huerta, I might be mispronouncing his name, I do apologize, is rumored to be playing Namor in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is the subtitle for that. I'm one to believe that unless it's from the official channels, and if it's like actually confirmed by the studio, I'm still going to call it a rumor. But yeah, it looks like there's a strong possibility that there may be a Namor in the next Black Panther, which is really exciting for a lot of reasons. Because unless they retcon that, he was for a while the very first mutant in the Marvel comics, because usually mutants were classified as, you know, these superheroes or at least characters whose powers were genetic and not like a Steve Rogers where, okay he got like zapped with like Vita rays or you know, he didn't get, like, injected or anything. He didn't get, like, toxic, you know, waste. Sure. But his were just strictly yeah. just natural. And I know that.
1: He wasn't trained by a monk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't. As far as we know, he might have been, maybe got trained by, like, an aqua monk or something. Like.
1: <laughs> aqua monk.
0: There's, there's a series for you. <laughs> but, no, like, I like Namor a lot. And I know that at least uh, it was, I believe it was the Defenders or the Invaders, the one series where he, Captain America, the original Human Torch, Invaders. It was Invaders, right, where, like, I would actually love to see that. Like, if they were to ever, let's say, bring back, like, yes. Chris Evans, like, just do an Invader series. Yes. That would be amazing. Yes.
1: You know, Chris Evans, his Captain America was good, but I really did like his Human Torch, even though that's not the same Human Torch. The Invaders, it was an uh, android. Yes. And then in Fantastic Four, it was, you know, obviously Johnny Storm.
0: He was a great Human Torch, though. I'm not going to lie. No,
1: he was. He was. Yeah. Because he was cocky, and I like that. That, to me, if you're going to do Human Torch, he did a great job.
0: I feel like they wasted an the opportunity not having them cross over with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. It was right there. Yes. It was right yes. there, y'all. Like You could have taken the bait. Like, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, those two... It's kind of cool how different characters go well together. Right. Like Spider-Man pretty much goes well with everyone, but... And I think that's you know, why he's Spider-Man, so popular. Yes. Yes. If you had to pick... One. You're just down to one Marvel character. Who are you picking? Like, ever? Yep, that's it. One. You're leave- Your house is on fire. You can only grab one comic.
0: Alright. I'm gonna have to go Black Panther.
1: Okay. I'm going with Spider-Man.
0: I just wish that at least early on there wasn't such a weird thing about Crossover, because I feel like those early Marvel comics like, movies would have been really cool if they did that more often. If at all.
1: So what would you like to see, for example? What crossover? In
0: an ideal world, like the the Trinity, because I would have loved to have seen like Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, like Michael Keaton's Batman, Chris Reeves, Superman actually teaming up for a movie.
1: That is pretty epic.
0: I've wanted that more than anything.
1: Speaking of Wonder Woman, what a disappointment that second one was.
0: You know, I'm going to say this, hot take. Was it my favorite movie by any means? No, not at all. I could definitely see why people didn't like it. But at least, you know what, it held my interest, which is more than I could say for certain other things like the Justice League, which I tried. I couldn't really get into it. Wonder Woman 84 was next level bonkers, I'm not going to lie.
1: Well, I think the problem was the first one, pretty much everyone loved that one. So I think they were expecting more. And then when it started out in 1984, I mean, that's when the world peaked. We all know that. The Mm -hmm. ultimate year. I mean, think of the movies. (laughs) <laughs> I go on and on every episode about every ultimate movie that came out in 1984. Also
0: my birth, but you know that's neither here nor
1: there. <laughs> yes, just just Google it. What's it? Yes, exactly, exactly. See, but it's weird because The uh, Wonder Woman movie started out as like some 80s movie, literally like it was like some Richard Zemeckis film, like the bumbling crooks mm-hmm. you know in the mall, the mall there. And then it just changed. Like, it almost looked like it was one of those movies where they had to fire 10 directors and they had to just splice a bunch of shit together.
0: I feel like that's probably what happened. You can tell that there was definitely a lot of people in and out of the creative process because you almost could see where one part of the vision was and where the other one was. I think, personally speaking, I liked the sort of the 80s setting and like that that 80s uh vibe too and i think if they kind of stuck with, stuck with that like sort of like you said zemeckis sort of vibe i think it would have been a really cool movie and i think it would have been fun just to be like you know you lean in a little bit on maybe the linda carter stuff you know and obviously yeah. dc's having more fun where not everything felt so grim but i think they like there was then the other part of we want to have like this big you know blockbuster but i'm like it didn't need to be like it could have been more grounded that's all i'm really saying but I did like it a lot.
1: The nerd in me didn't like the arcade scene where they had video games that didn't even exist in 1984. I mean, my thoughts, if you're going to do that, just do CGI then. They had like Rampage. That that game didn't even come out in 84. Yeah. So the nerd in me had a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there was that part. And the arcades were awesome back then. I mean, they were a spectacle. They were huge. Just rows and rows of games and kids in there, you know, it was a uh, epic. I wish they could have recreated that feel, you know. Yeah. There was giant malls and kids would just bypass every store and just spend the whole day in the arcade.
0: Especially since there were a lot of shows and I know like Stranger Things and a few others have done a good job of capturing like a particular era. And I think with a little bit more nuance where it would have actually felt like it was in the 80s, because if you think about it, I think that's my biggest issue. It's called Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 1984. It just, the, being said in the 80s, with the exception of a couple of visual, like, references, doesn't really change the story much.
1: No. I wish the soundtrack would have been better, too. What do you think?
0: Yeah, because they had me. Like, the trailer, like, hearing, like, the, the opening bars of Blue Monday by New Order, that's like, you had me. Like, I oh was already God. in. i like, strap me in. I, I want to, like, I want to see this movie. And I think that was just a very disappointing thing. Part, but again, I I'm wondering. That's probably one of those movies that years from now we're gonna find out there's an alternate cut of that where, you know, turns out like whatever the original version was got scrapped. Apparently now there's this whole thing with Batman Forever where people like I guess there was an alternate cut of that movie too. Wow. I guess there's some small movement of like release the Schumacher cut, which I'm like, all right now we're now we're going too far.
1: (laughs) Now we're flying now we're (laughs) flying
0: too close to the sun.
1: (laughs) So into music. I wanted to pick a couple songs of the day. Off the top of your head, I know this is an epic assignment. Can you think of any songs that are comic book related? Because I picked a couple here.
0: Hmm. Songs that are comic book related? Yeah. Like, that's not from, like MCU, like, like, not from, like, a soundtrack necessarily?
1: Just just pick some. I just want to talk music now that you got me all excited about Blue Monday. Um, By the way, Pet Shop Boys and uh, New Order are touring. Really? Yes, really.
0: Pet Shop Boys are amazing live, I got to say. I have never seen No Order live, but um, sign me up, please.
1: Yeah, i would be epic. So what I got is Magneto and Titanium Man, Wings, 1975. Wow. Are you familiar with that song?
0: No, I am not, unfortunately, but that, that title sounds amazing.
1: You're going to have to check it out. Magneto and Titanium Man, and they also mention the Crimson Dynamo in the song.
0: Get out of here. Oh, wow. Crimson Dynamo, yes. that's a deep cut. Yes. Yes, <laughs> that is a Paul McCartney
1: card. Paul McCartney and Wings, 1975. Check it out, kids. And speaking of checking it out, make sure you check out our social media. We're on Twitter. I'm on there 24-7 talking to the kids, at Amish Bee Machine. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, like our Facebook page. And if you want to help support this powerful podcast, please go to patreonpatreon.com. Also, another great way to support our podcast is merch. We have powerful merch, T-shirts, hoodies. It's too hot for hoodies, but get stickers, notebooks. Our powerful logo is everywhere. Please help support this powerful podcast. Now, uh, Adrian, I want you to tell the kids about your podcast and where they can follow you.
0: Okay, thanks. Um, I appreciate that. And also, the T-shirts are super comfy. Like, I just want to point that out. They're comfy so. as <laughs> hell. Which ones? The Amish Bade Machine p- uh, T-shirt. Thank you. God Those bless Those are you. comfortable as hell.
1: <laughs> God bless you. By the way, take another picture.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I got to take another picture. Thanks yes. for reminding me. Yeah,
1: we need pictures. Yes. <laughs> the fans want to see you.
0: All right. So AdrianHasIssues.com is the place you can find all of our stuff. Um, basically, it's a pop culture podcast where I sit down with um, sometimes creators of music, video game. Uh, comics, movies, whatever. Basically, I talk to creators, whether they're you know published or you know they're you know in, in your own backyard, just talking about the creative process and people's inspiration as to why they make the things that they make. And you know, like I said I've been doing this uh, for about five years now, and um actually we're nearing two hundred episodes soon, and that's really exciting.
1: Wow, that's awesome. It
0: really is, and thank you. And we also have my partner Eileen has Latinx experience. And we also have a a sibling podcast called Talking Like a Teen, where me and um, one of my best friends, Ashley Berge. I I mean, I guess it's kind of like a retro podcast, for lack of a better term, but we basically talk about, like, you know, the video games, music, and, you know, movies of our formative years. But it's all centered around a mutual love of, like, the indie pop duo from Canada called Tegan and Sarah. But, yeah, adjansissues.com, you can find all that and... Adrian has issues on Twitter and Facebook and Adrian has issues pod on Instagram and yeah, let's go and hang out and um, obviously thanks for your support. Oh, and that's t- sweet. To answer your question. I do have a song. So awesome. I don't know if you've heard of it, mom. It's by the, the metal band monster magnet, but a uh, negasonic teenage warhead, which was also the name of the character um from X-Men who appeared in the first Deadpool movie. Sweet. And like he said, it is Sounds the coolest awesome. name ever. So I don't know the origin as to how they decided to use the song name for the character title, but like it's the greatest name for a superhero ever.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you. No oh, and by the way, guys, if you listen to our powerful podcast and I know you do, please leave a review. Five star review is the highest review. You can leave the highest rating, write something down. And if you do five-star review, you will unlock the secrets to the Marvel Universe. I don't even know what that means. You will literally, (laughs) no, what he means is you will literally,
0: like, talk to the Watcher. You've seen him, like, yes, the guy that stands with the toga in space with the giant head.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) You will know the secrets of the Marvel Universe. And you'll probably go broke collecting comics, but that's okay.
1: I know it's not Marvel, but I want to do uh, Doctor Manhattan cosplay. No, that would be great. I mean, do you think I'll get in trouble? Oh, you're talking about doing like the move. Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) I don't know how to tell you this, but
1: I I feel they—I feel they call animal control. (laughs) They call a few agencies, to be honest. Yes, I think it's a (laughs) Burmese python. Okay, here we go. So (laughs) I have a sweet little stack of comic book trivia cards here. Oh, and they may be easy for you. So. I'm going to fire off some questions. Right, are you this. ready? What are the names of Superman's adoptive parents?
0: Okay. Oh, God. Um, Martha and...
1: Oh, gosh. Um, Not Arthur. Is it Arthur? It rhymes with Ronathan. Is it really Jonathan?
0: I thought it was Arthur. Yes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say Kevin Costner just to... <laughs>
1: All right, I'll give you an easier one. No, that was fine. What is, the, <laughs> what, is what is the name of Gotham's supervillain and botanist and biochemist?
0: That's Poison Ivy.
1: Very good. What is the real name of the Guardians of the Galaxy's member Star-Lord? Peter Quill. Very good. Which superhero was portrayed by Anna Paquin in X-Men? Rogue. Yeah, that was too easy. Let me...
0: No, that was fine. I'm still upset, though, okay. that they gave her a name. I don't know why that annoyed me. I know. That's <laughs> such a weird thing to be upset about.
1: Yeah, okay. The Fantastic Four live in which tower? Baxter
0: Building. No, so that one, actually, I, it took me a second to think about because I almost wanted to call it the Fantastic Tower, and I know that's not even the yes. thing. Yes,
1: yes. What does the DC stand for in DC Comics?
0: Oh, God, was it Direct Comics?
1: What did you say? Oh,
0: no, I got that wrong. It wasn't direct comics, correct? Correct? Do you want a hint? Yeah. Batman. Detective comics, wow.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I just lost
0: all of my comic book cred on that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) some of these are so easy because you know what
0: sometimes you're thinking like when you do trivia you're thinking oh man it's going to be like a tough one so when you get an easy one that's like you start overthinking you're like
1: no well that's what i told you that's like yeah
0: (laughs) no keep that in that's hilarious
1: some some of these are way too easy i'll give you one that um what does the s stand for on superman's chest that
0: was hope correct yeah. Okay. Okay. I made a joke about that yesterday, talking to a friend of mine about something unrelated, and I'm so glad I remembered that because sometimes, like, you, you think of something and then you're like, "Is that really what it is?" And then you Google and turns out you're dead wrong.
1: What is the Punisher's real name?
0: Okay, that's weird. Frank Castle. Wow. Okay.
1: Very good. Very good. I'm gonna finish up this powerful interview with you with the last question. Are you ready?
0: Ready as ever. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> Yeah. That sounded much more yeah. heroic in my head. <laughs> I was like, get ready for action. I don't know.
1: What is the best-selling comic book of all time, according to my powerful comic book trivia cards?
0: Oh, that's that could be a few of them. I want to say Amazing Fantasy fourteen. Is that your final answer?
1: X-Men number one.
0: From, like, the 1991, correct?
1: It just says X-Men number one. Because I'm wondering,
0: like, it definitely, I don't know, because like, it mean, definitely wasn't I the mean, 60s this... one, because that almost got canceled, like, every week, so or every yeah. month, rather. But that's right. I keep forgetting that that one from the 90s was huge. And, God, by the time I actually got a copy, it was, like, well after, like, several printings. So mine is not worth anything.
1: So, Adrian, did you have a good time tonight? I had an
0: absolute blast. Thanks, buddy. It's always a pleasure.
1: Yeah, this was awesome. And I hope you guys, the fans of Flack of Amish, had fun. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast.